Hi, I'm Dr. Andrea Stover, licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Modern Day Romantic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, in this episode, I am asking two questions. One, when does a relationship begin? And two, when does a relationship end? Now, I know just initially hearing those questions, you might say, uh, it begins when two people meet and it ends when they're no longer together in physical form. Totally get that. Yes, true on one level. I think, though, if we're talking exclusively about outer reality, then yes, we can really make a case for that. What I want to focus on today is outer reality and an inner reality. So, for example, I don't think it's too far of a stretch for us to think about if a relationship comes to an end uh, the next day after that relationship is called off, does that mean you're no longer you know, thinking about the relationship? Does that mean that all of a sudden, well, it's over, so it's over. I'm moving forward. That's that. No, no. For most people, absolutely not. So this is what I mean by, okay, wow, when we really think about this, when does a relationship come to an end? And also, on the flip side, when does a relationship begin? So let's start with that piece, because I think it's really, really interesting. First off, I would say anyone, and if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you're a romantic, who's looking for love, I think that's when your relationship begins. Because the very idea, the inner subjective desire, quest, um, and your reality to find a special person is the beginning of your journey, of your path to finding love. And ultimately, if you end up in a happy, fulfilling you know, long-term partnership, that journey will begin. It begins the moment that you decide, hey, you know, this is this is an aim for my life. This is what I'm after. And one one point I want to make with this is when you ask couples to tell their story, they don't usually start from the moment they met. They usually start prior to meeting. And they tell us the the events and the sequence of or series of events that unfolded Uh, that led to them meeting one another. Uh, For example, sometimes people will be in each other's orbit. Maybe they work at the same place. Maybe they went to the same uh, coffee shop and kind of saw each other or uh, had mutual friends but didn't really connect with one another until later on. But they kind of knew of one another. So do we say that they didn't actually begin their relationship until they physically met? Or was it kind of, hey, once we entered each other's field or, you know, we we were within a a place of potentially being able to meet, but we hadn't officially, you know, introduced ourselves to one another. Another example would be people who are friends for a long time and or for a certain amount of time, and then end up transitioning or seeing one another differently and end up in a romantic partnership. So in that example, do we say that the relationship began when they decided that they would uh, you know, become romantic mates? Well, okay, did that just happen in a second? No, that happens kind of th- for most people through time where it's, huh, what's going on here? I might see you a little differently or I feel a little different. Maybe I'm a little more self-conscious around you or maybe, maybe I'm really softening and, and growing warm inside, you know, being around you. So I hope some of these examples illustrate that I really think this, when does a relationship begin can be a lot more tricky and complex uh, than what we might initially think. 
I also think about the Friends episode for any Friends fans out there where, uh, I mean, the infamous Ross and Rachel, we were on a break. And I, I think about that when I'm thinking about this question, because, you know, it goes to show that uh, two people can have very different ideas or understandings of a conversation and what th what that means. So I just, I say that because sometimes, uh, you know, especially in, in today's dating culture, people will, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, out there seeing what's out there or something like that. And well, it's only official once we have the conversation with one another, let's just say. Okay. So again, you're having uh, all this time spent together and, or maybe some time spent together, I'm going to argue, no, the relationship is happening as you're beginning to spend time with someone, even if you haven't had, are we exclusive or not? You know, even if you haven't had, you know, what's, what's the definition of our relationship? That's what I meant by the, the Ross and Rachel example is we somehow think that having that conversation, that defining moment of what are we? that's when a relationship begins. And I, I do think there is merit to that. Absolutely. That's more so when there's that mutual decision made and, and maybe commitment even to what this is. But I still argue that relationships begin before people have that conversation with one another. I think that there are some personalities that can compartmentalize better than others. And so maybe for them, their subjective experience is no, up until I had spent enough time with you or dated you uh, enough to say, okay, I do want to be exclusive with you. I really hadn't. I mean, you were one of many I was maybe, you know, potentially eyeing as a partner. I don't think a lot of romantics are wired to be that. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, so I know that I'm just saying, I know there are different approaches and different, you know, subjective experiences. But for romantics and for those who are really devoted to finding a special someone or being in a, in a loving, fulfilling relationship and that being part of how you define uh, your life, you know, part of your, your life's ambitions, your life's purpose, I think that the beginning of the relationship can be, you know, you in your romantic journey, you as a romantic and what you learn and gain along the way and along the path to finding a special someone. You know, another important point that I wanted to bring up, and I, I can't remember, this might have been Catherine Woodward Thomas's uh, work or a quote from her. It might be. Uh, she's a marriage and family therapist who has written a couple books Calling in the One, uh, Conscious Uncoupling, or uh, two of them. Uh, it, I'm thinking it, it's her work, uh, but if not, someone said this, and it really stuck with me, which is, our next relationship begins the moment the current relationship we've been in ends. So this is really interesting as well to sit with as far as this question of when does a relationship begin? What this quote or this idea is putting forth is it's really important how we end. It's really important what we take away from a relationship we've been in and how we use that to better inform what we might be looking for going forward, assuming we're still looking for a partner. This is not always the case uh, when you know, you're going through heartbreak, maybe divorce, maybe a separation, breakup. And uh, 
there's so much pain there that one thing I, I see a lot of people, I just, well, I just know a lot of people do is just rush out there to, to try to not feel that pain. And I think for, for me, this is just me. I think it's so crucial that we know how to be with, manage, um, and, and kind of work through some of that pain before we seek out another person to fill the void of our previous partner. So I'm a big advocate for clean beginnings. And no, that does not mean perfect beginnings. It does not mean, you know, I have to be in tip top shape, you know, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever, before I can put myself out there because that's too extreme and just not even possible. But I would say if you are just uh, ending a relationship or getting out, I, I think that taking the time, giving yourself the time, whatever that is for you, remember, this is all subjective, but take take the time to be with yourself, take the time to mourn, take the time to process. What happened there? What what was the good? What What can I take away from that? What am I carrying forward? What do I want to leave behind? Those are really important things when we're looking at ending in order to begin uh, with someone new. So, so in this uh, instance, we're saying that's how we begin the next relationship. One more little example to illustrate that. Sometimes people get into patterns in relationships. So they, they kind of, no matter who they're with, they're in the same pattern over and over and over. They, they tend to find themselves in the same role, the same uh, type of partner, or dealing with certain patterns in a really predictable manner in relationships, attracting those, finding those, whatever the case may be. So why I think our next relationship begins, uh, how we end this one here, is if we feel like, Oh, that person was really flawed. Oh, it was all them, not me, not going to look at anything with, with myself. Then we're very likely to uh, find ourselves in the same pattern over and over and over again. Why? Because you are part of the equation in the relationship. So without doing that introspection, without really uh, diving in and saying, Hey, what, what was my piece in there? Or what is it in me that's really attracted to? someone who's emotionally unavailable or someone who's um, requires me to be more of a caretaker or uh, someone who doesn't treat me so well, what, whatever your experience was, what is that in me? And how do I begin a new relationship with myself and that part of myself so that when I'm going to try to meet someone new whenever the time is right for me to put myself out there, that I'm not starting it in the same way I've started all the other relationships. So we'll press pause there as far as our inquiry into when does a relationship begin? And we're going to switch to when does a relationship end? So the first point I want to make about this is that sometimes relationships end while we're still in them. And Back to what I was saying earlier, while we're still outwardly or externally in them. So internally, our subjective experience may be, I'm not in this thing. My body's here. I'm going through the motions, but I'm not in this relationship anymore. So in a case like that, we'd say, well, it ends whenever the resentment has, has grown to a point where there's no coming back from it. It ends when we've been crushed one too many times and we just can't open to that particular person anymore. It ends when we see, hey, maybe this really isn't the person for me, or I don't feel safe with them, or uh, something's just off for me, but I don't know how to 
maybe you've tried, maybe you haven't, you know, bring that forward. And therefore, one part of you just says, okay, well, body, you're going to stay in this, but heart, you're shutting down. We're not in this thing anymore. So that is uh, one way I think that uh, we could say relationships end uh, prior to us, you know, having a conversation prior to us going through the process of separating with a partner. So that leads then to, okay, do relationships end when we have that conversation? Do they end when we say, yep, I'm done. This is it. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> Again, uh, on some level, yes. But I don't know many people, sadly, that get to uh, come to that decision mutually. Some do. Some do in their relationship. And so you can kind of, you know, both agree that, yes, you know, we had something here and we just don't see it progressing or advancing or, or being a fit or a match anymore for who we are today as people. And with that, we can, you know, kind of gradually, you know, agree to separate, shake hands, part on good terms, uh, divvy up whatever you may need to divvy up and, you know, go on your, your own ways and wish each other well. Some people even can remain friends in that way. So uh, another uh, case in point for, okay, the romantic relationship may have come to an end, but did the friendship end? You know, those, it, it gets really tricky when we get in here. Okay. So that's some people. A good majority of people are in relationships that uh, are called off when only one person is the one saying, hey, this this isn't, I'm unhappy or I'm, I'm choosing to leave this relationship. And I think whichever side you would be in in that as well, I don't think that by having that statement or that declaration or even conversation, that means that the relationship automatically has ended. Yes, maybe that would be the whole Facebook relationship status change thing. But does that really end the relationship, the inner subjective relationship? Absolutely not. No. So this is a process. And if you are on the receiving end of, you know, someone saying they want to go through divorce or, you know, they want to break up or separate, you're going to have to go through your own process related to that one to just even come into reality of oh my gosh, I, this, this isn't even what I thought or felt or wanted. So that's going to take a, a little while. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions that are bound to come up there. And you're going to be processing you and that other person and the relationship for as long as it takes to kind of get to those, that, that place of uh, the grieving process and acceptance. I think even on the other side, if you're the one initiating an ending of a relationship, you also have your own grieving. You have your own uh, disorientation to wait a second, you know, life is, is now going to be different. And you also have your own process there too. So just because people have conversations, I do, and, and make decisions and say, Hey, this isn't going to be anymore. I don't think that that conversation alone at all is uh, enough to kind of say, okay, well, the inner uh, me says, yep, it's over, it's done, moving forward, don't have to think about that anymore. The other piece I want to say with this is I've also been throughout my life just a big proponent of closure conversations. I know that they're not easy to have, and I know that, you know, and what I mean by a closure conversation is uh, maybe you've had that, you know, calling off the relationship and uh, a little bit of time's passed and then you, you know, 
meet back up or talk with the other person. I, I don't think everyone has to do this by any means. But what I like about it is after time has passed, you can reflect, you know, give each other some time to see where are we at now? How do we maybe see it different? And it doesn't have to, um, you know, end on the same terms that maybe that that conversation piece of a relationship ended on. However, uh, what I will say is that sometimes when we have our heart broken and we think, well, if we could just have a, a conversation, then this would really, really help. And what I've found, I will admit, even through my own personal experience through my journey in relationships, that um, you know you can really insist on that, and maybe the person half-heartedly shows up and gives you something there, but that doesn't really satiate or calm or soothe the part in there that's really hurting uh, because you can maybe tell, oh, they, wow, they don't care about me in the same way anymore. Or um, that didn't, like we had a, maybe even the conversation went really well and they were open and you were open, but I, I've just noticed that doesn't always give the peace that uh, it may, you may initially think that it will. Uh, so in other words, you can't bypass, you can't skip over the internal process that you have to go through as well. I just thought that was an important piece to name because again, closure, this idea of closure, I've often found like this one and done. Well, we had the conversation moving on no, that's just, it's just not that simple, at least for, for some people, the romantics out there. So I wanted to say that piece. The next thing I wanted to say about ending a relationship is, uh, you know, this transitioning a relationship from one form to another, I think in cases where there's divorce and there's a lot of shared assets, there may even be children involved. Uh, those can get a little more messy as far as how do we, how do we know where the lines are here? How do we uh, get to that place internally, subjectively of feeling that relationship with that person is over and completed and I'm in a different place. If you're still seeing them every Wednesday and every other weekend kind of thing, when you swap kids, let's say, uh, when you have to interact as parents, when you have to uh, have conversations about, you know, like I said, the shared assets and various things. It's not like we're computers or, you know, that we just update our internal program or software and then we just don't feel anymore. Or we can very often, in other words, continue in old patterns, our old ways of relating with someone, even if those divorce papers are signed, even if we have agreed to separate. So I think it, it really comes down to each person, how they define boundaries, how they define an ending, a beginning, those types of things to, to really know what this is for you. Because I've seen uh, oftentimes, you know, with divorces, uh, people are, are really trying to do those differently now. And I think that's wonderful. You know, there doesn't have to be all this animosity and there doesn't have to be like this solid line, like we never speak or ever again, you know, except for the ch so, things like that. However, if you're going to do something like that, you have to go through the process. You have to really get through that with maturity, with grace. And it takes time, even that to, to transition, you know, from a marriage to co-parenting, a marriage to friends after, um, after you call the uh, romantic part of the relationship off or end that piece. So I just wanted to say that too, is that these things really complicate. Uh, and then it, 
think about introducing a, a new relationship or a new partner into that system as well, it can just get really messy. So that's why I think it's important. Each person get clear about what ending is for them and, you know, be ready and open to beginning a new relationship uh, with an integrated, healed, whole, as whole as you can be, uh, part of yourself, like you're sewn up, you know, it's, it feels, you feel solid. Okay. And the final thing I wanted to say about when does a relationship end is in the case of death. Now I know that, uh, and, and in this, I'm talking about physical death, like literal, actual death of a partner or, you know, any loved one, let's say. Uh, I know that the end of a relationship uh, with both people still living can feel like a death, but I think there's obviously something very different when we're talking about literal death. So let's just say there's a married couple and one of the spouses passes away. Do you think that spouse is going to say, well, you know, after 40 years, you know, we're just, that's the end of that relationship. Oh, well, no, <laughs> it it's, the person lives on through the, their memories together, through the shared life. The relationship lives on in that way. It doesn't mean that person may not at some point uh, partner with someone else, but I don't think that we have to you know, be black and white and say that relationships always have to end or even can end uh, totally and completely in this like really... Uh, closed off way in order for another one to begin. So I, I just thought thinking about that for a moment, yes, if a partner passes away, there is a certain, uh, for sure, end to the physical relationship. No, you will never be able to hold them again in physical form. You will not be able to go out to dinner. You're not going on vacations. They're not there. They're not there. And that's, that can be an awful, terrible process to, to grieve and, and kind of come into reality in that way. However, some of what this whole ending and beginning, what I'm really trying to emphasize here is, is about our inner subjective reality. And I believe, again, as a romantic, but most people we come into contact with and have any type of a, a meaningful exchange with are a part of our story. And through our story, they live on even if that relationship is no longer there in physical form. So I think that's really, really important, kind of ties into this whole cheesy thing, but it's true that you never know, you know, just by having a conversation, just by uh, going out of your way to try to connect with, with someone, how much of an influence or impact you can have on their life. So relationships, I know I talk a lot about romantic relationships, but any relationship, uh, you know, we can really begin something inside of ourselves based on uh, some type of interaction that we have, even with a, a stranger, some type of random act of kindness. We can end something in ourselves as well, a way we've always related with ourselves, a way that we have maybe been unconscious to, and now we see it more clearly, and therefore we're not going to show up that way. We're going to try to not show up that way as much anymore. All of these things, relationships are so powerful. So if we can't allow ourselves to feel the pain, to feel the heartache, to, to be heartbroken, and we do these gestures of killing someone off by trying to reclaim power, reclaim control, give ourselves some type of solid, you know, boundary, which, which I understand. But if we don't, if we keep it that way and lie to ourselves and say, well, it's over because it's over, 
and we don't actually feel our way through that, then I'm sorry, but it's not over. Whatever that first heartbreak was you went through, whatever that relationship was that you never fully processed through, you're going to keep repeating that over and over, no matter who your partner is, no, no matter who the person is. So I think it's just really, really important that we ask ourselves these questions. When does a relationship begin and when does a relationship end? And how do I know? How do I know for myself? This is very subjective. Only you can answer this. Yeah, I once knew a woman who told me she'd been married three times to the same man. What she was saying is that they've had these beginnings and endings and beginnings and endings and beginnings yet again and again in their marriage, in their partnership. I think even that is a really beautiful example of these things aren't just stop and start on a dime. They're a process. And even with the same person, you can have beginnings and endings. So it's about ourselves. It's about our relationship with ourselves, with our own emotions. It's about growth. It's about development. It's about expansion. It's about contraction. And it's really about being in the process, the cycle of life. Life is a cycle of death and rebirth, death and rebirth, beginnings and endings, beginnings and endings. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, head over to my website, themoderndayromantic.com. From there, you'll be able to contact me and learn a bit more about the customized intensives and retreats I offer both individuals and couples. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next episode.